If you own a landscaping or lawn care business and you're looking to take it to the next level, you should check out Jobber's Masters of Home Service podcast. This isn't just another industry show. It's packed full of actual growth strategies and wisdom tailored for the home service world. Are you looking to break that million dollar mark? Eager to transform your customer experience? Want to keep your staff engaged? Or even looking to introduce AI into your business operations? Masters of Home Service has you covered. You're going to dive into episodes that cover marketing, hiring, sales, operations, mental preparedness, branding, and so much more. Each episode is a masterclass in business growth featuring real service business owners who turn challenges into huge successes. This podcast is more than just listening. It's about learning from each other and leveling up with real practical advice. Check out Jobber's Masters of Home Service podcast and join a community that's all about elevating and growing together in this world of home services. They release new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Before we get started today, we just want to talk real quick about some new things that we're going to have coming out here soon. Because Scott's been talking to more and more people lately about their numbers, and some things have been coming up time and time again. And so we're just looking to get ahead of that a little bit. Yeah, we've been talking to a lot of a lot of people wanting to really get a grasp on their numbers this year. They've been seeing the need for it, and you know they're just tired of struggling and just getting by with just enough. And we've been seeing a lot of people, whether they're just getting started in in this industry or have been in it for 10 plus years, they're, I don't know, lack of knowledge is the proper wording here, but just, they don't understand all the things that goes into all the numbers. They're not understanding even just like simple terms like net profit or gross profit. And I I shouldn't say simple, but if you don't know, you don't know. And and there's no judgment here, Mm -hmm. but we just been seeing that the need for that. So we actually has been creating a very going to be a very, very affordable product that we're going to be putting out there very soon that you'll be able to understand some of these basic terms. And you know, you don't have to be an accountant to understand this stuff. It's going to be very, very It's written in, yes, plain language for landscapers. And it's just going to set that base. Mm Because if you're like, I really want to jump into my numbers, but I've listened to your podcast and sometimes I'm a little confused on what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If it's been a little bit hard or when you talk to your accountant, and they're talking and you're like just standing there like smiling and nodding your head, which <laughs> mind you, we have done. We yes. worked with a business coach and I remember sitting there being like, oh my gosh, I hope Scott knows what he's talking about because I do not. And Scott was doing the same thing. Right. And so then the guy left and we were both like, we had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. And so we do not want that to happen for anybody. So just keep your eyes out. That should be coming soon. Yep. So. Uh, but we'll just hop right into what we're working on today. It's Happy New Year's. We're it actually... Is. We're recording this on New Year's Day. It Let's is. just and it's going to come out on Friday. So so Happy New Year's. It's well, it's, it's Friday probably when you're listening to this, but it hasn't been a very good 
holiday season for well, Scott's us. Scott's been sick. Yes, the whole been, vacation we took, he has had COVID. So if he sounds a little bit snotty and disgusting, it's because he is. Yes, pretty so, much. <laughs> I just took my first negative test today, so we're yeah, so hopefully it's in fine. the clear. So huh? we're just going to record this on New Year's Day, get it out by Friday. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. We're all about doing it dirty here. We, <laughs> we live what we preach yeah. because we do like to usually be a little more on top of things, but sometimes... It just didn't work out this way. Sometimes way. stuff happens, yeah. and that's okay. So... On that note, since it's New Year's, I feel like talking about goals is, I mean, you don't have to talk about goals, but it's a great time to talk about goals Mm. because there is scientific evidence that supports like a fresh start effect. Mm. Like, you know, people get that buzz and like that excitement around a new year. And that's that fresh start. It's like, okay, now's a really good time to get some clarity on what you do and do not want. And you can use the fresh start effect anytime. Your fresh start could be like a Monday. It doesn't have to be New Year's, but New Year's is just one that people typically think of and talk about. Like everybody goes to the gym, signs up for the gym now and getting ready to go. Well, but what we don't want is for you to be one of those people that sets a bunch of goals and then doesn't do anything about them. Um, Because I want to talk about, I want to talk about something that's real, real personal and close to my heart here. And that is this, it is. I want to talk about setting too many goals and then Mm. wondering why you don't achieve them. And if you can't see Scott's face, if you're just listening to the podcast and not watching this, he's laughing at me (laughs) because I am a chronic, chronic over setter of goals and then beating myself up for not achieving them when really they were not realistic in the first place and nobody would have achieved them. We're all a little bit. I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Entrepreneurs in general. I think this is probably common ground. We'll just say you have a little bit titch more. I'm so bad and I get it. But luckily I have friends and family that call me on my crap (laughs) and they're like, sweetie, no, that's pick one of those. And that's not all happening. And so it's fine. But I've had to learn from it. And I figured if if we've lived it, I'm sure many of you all have as well. So what I would like to challenge you to do for 2024, I would like you to make a not to do list for 2024, because for every new thing that you want to do for all of those goals and all those dreams and aspirations that you do have for 2024, if you want to make those things happen, there is going to be something that you you have to not do. You have to make space and room for your goals. You only have so much time. And so it's opportunity cost. If you're going to be doing one thing, that means you cannot do another thing. And so I want you to really sit and think about what you are going to take off of your list of things to do. I've actually had this discussion with some of the people I've had on our coaching calls recently because they wanted to do a lot of different things and grow their business and whatnot. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But how is this going to happen? You said you're maxed out with everything else you have going on. Exactly. Well, we're kind of experiencing this now. We're not real happy with the bookkeeper that we've been using. Mm-hmm. And I, for like one second, was like, oh, maybe I should just start doing it again. And then I'm like, nope, nope, oh. pump the brakes. We just need to fire the person we have and find a new one. Yeah. I don't need to take it on because then I can't do things that are more revenue generating. Like that's yeah. just something that I don't need to be doing. And Scott doesn't need to be doing. But I thought it for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> oh, did. I can absolutely. I'll just take this on and do it. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> da, 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 pump breaks. No. Yeah. And luckily, Scott knows better than to put me in charge of that because that is not in my zone of genius. Yeah. I'm not real good at it. I don't particularly like I've to already do been it. looking for other people. So. He knows better. But my gut reaction is, oh, I'll do it. And I know you all are like that, too. But the things that you put on your not to do list, they can be things like that. Like mm-hmm. they can be actual behaviors. And sometimes, and I I don't want this to come off wrong, but if you're really trying to grow your business and you've got a lot that you want to achieve, you might have to do things like I can't coach soccer this year. 
I hate to be like that, but sometimes you have to make a priority. I mean, you, you went into business for yourself, so you could do things like that. And if you're at a spot where you can keep things like that on your mm-hmm. list, then that's great. But there were many years that, honestly, when we first started coaching, our son Nick would be at soccer practice, and I would sit in the car, and I would be working because I was still working as an ecologist at the time. We had a lot going on. And I had to make the conscious decision that not only did I not coach, I didn't really sit and watch all of his practices. Mama sat in the car and worked. And so (laughs) these are just sometimes hard decisions that you have to make as an entrepreneur. So things like that can be on your not-to-do list. Those are like actual like physical behaviors, I guess, that you, um, you could say. Another thing that I'm working on not doing in 2024 is being so impulsive when it comes to taking actions on every thought and urge that pops into my mind. I am practicing impulse control. I am not going to get down weird rabbit holes <laughs> of every thought that comes into my head. Well, from where we're at in our business, it's like very easy. Like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. We we hear like one person say we need this. And it's like, oh, there's this. 687 yes. bajillion things we could do. And I'm really bad at, at getting down rabbit holes on every mm-hmm. thought and everything that comes into my head. So what I am doing is um, using physical journals because I like to write things out. Or we use a software called Asana. That's also like a project management. Mm-hmm. I'm using it as a thought capturing tool as well. So those are just some examples, like physical examples of like, I cannot coach and I would, I guess would, I would call behavioral of things I'm not going to do. Like I'm going to catch myself when I'm getting down a weird rabbit hole of something that I don't need to be focusing on right now, but I, I, I want to capture the thought. I'm going to write it down or I'm going to put it in a sauna. I'm going to put it somewhere so I can come back to it when it's an appropriate time to come back to it. Yeah. And just again, like Katie said, Asana is like an online tool. It's like a place you can capture things. You can do, it's, it's all. Have we done, we've done, did we do podcasts on it? I think we've done a podcast on it in the past. Inside our Profits Up Inner Circle, we teach our people to use it a lot. And so we'll have to go back and look. Yeah. But if check it out, it's a, it's a great place to like just store information, like just even get stuff out of your head. And this is something I know Katie will have something pop up in her head. Like I need to do this. Something I'm like, I'm like, just go put it in a sauna. Then you can come back to it later. Exactly. So I guess that's something I am doing is doing a sauna. But what I'm not doing is, like I said, just acting on every thought and impulse Mm -hmm. that I have. So that's like a behavioral thing that I'm not going to do it anymore. Not going to do it. You can do it. Okay. So, so, okay. So homework number one is we'll get, we'll start working on that. What I'm not going to do list and putting some real thought into that. And then when you get around to actually thinking about what you do want to do, because it's perfectly great to have things that you want to do. Everybody should have goals and aspirations that leads to a happy business, happy life. But I want you to think about how you're going to make it happen. Like whatever that goal actually is, you can't just say that you're going to do it because that like new year's feeling of hyped up motivation that never lasts. How many people have you talked to that are like, I am going to get my business together. I'm going to make systems and procedures for everything. Mm -hmm. And then you talk to them in May or June. They're like, I haven't looked at those in months. Mm -hmm. Because what you have to do is you have to have a plan to actually get that done. Even when you start to get busy and you don't want to do it anymore. If you don't have a plan in place on how you're actually going to implement what you want to do and get done, it ain't going to happen because that New Year's motivation is going to be long gone. You cannot rely on just feeling inherently motivated and wanting to do it inside of yourself. That is not realistic. It's not going to happen. One thing I think you should mention, too, is something that you do with just even something as simple as like taking your vitamins. You leave it out. So like having in your environment, I think it's very important because it is so true. That's I read a book called Willpower Doesn't Work. And one of the things that they talk about in there is um, like behavioral design and setting up your environment. 
to be conducive to what you want to do. I want to take my vitamins every day, but Scott likes to keep them all like packaged up and on top of the refrigerator in a bin because it is cluttery to have them out Mm -hmm. on the counter. But I have to have them out on the counter next to the coffee pot because then when I have a cup of coffee in the morning, I remember, oh, I have to take my vitamins. And so I have to set up my environment in a way that works for behaviors that I want to have. So there, I guess well, that's that's a, that's a good way. That like that's one way I'm getting that specific behavior done is I have changed my environment to get it. Well, done. and to like a little bit along that note is when I've been talking to these people doing some of the coaching is you know they have all these goals of whatever they want to get in revenue, net profit, whatever it is they're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. I tell them to take it and you know like Katie has a vision board like all the things that she wants to do. Yes, I said just you know to have a vision board, but have it. Somewhere where you sit all the time at your desk or whatever it is, have it on your wall. Like your goal is to get, you know, whatever, half a million dollars in revenue, whatever it is, your goal is to keep it somewhere. Yeah. So you can see it. I've heard people like have like sticky notes on their mirrors and their, you know, their bathrooms or whatever it is. I know more than one person that keeps like a list of their goals stuck to the bathroom mirror. Yeah. Because you just, that's where you see it. Or I actually just read a Facebook post of somebody we went to high school with the other day that has his next to the car in the garage so when he gets out of the car he sees it so he sees it at least twice a day getting in the car and getting out of the car yeah so things like that those are helpful reminders because you have to have a plan to actually get this stuff done because if you look and this is this is here's another i'm gonna get real again this is another (laughs) harsh reality and it's something that i struggle with as well you will know what's important to you and what you're committed to by looking at your calendar look at how you Hmm. spend your life And the first time that I heard that, it was kind of a real punch in the face because there's a lot of things that I like to say that I'm committed to and that are important to me. But when I look at my calendar and I look at my days, they're not on there. I don't make enough room for them. So if things are important to you, you have to make room for them on your calendar. It's not going to just happen. And this is one of the reasons why we designed Profits Up Inner Circle. Like we tell people all the time, like this is your chance to get that shit done because it is a chance to put a specific allotted time on your calendar to show up as a business owner and to show up and get things done. Mm -hmm. It gives you a little bit of accountability and a little bit of structure to actually get that done. Because once again, if you just are waiting for yourself to be spontaneously inspired to work on things with all of the hundred bajillion (laughs) other things you have going on in your life, that is not going to happen. I've had people tell us in the academy, well, I can't make it in the meetings. You know, the time doesn't work for me. And we have it at 4 p.m. Central Time. So it's for the most of the country, it's in the afternoon. And Something I was told a long time ago by one of my mentors was you have to spend the time on it. You know, like you're going on vacation. You'll make Mm -hmm. every effort to get everything done before you go on vacation. Well, why wouldn't you do this now? Like planning, like just for our program, it's two times a month. So you can set aside an hour and a half. Can you set aside that time twice a month? Or if you legit are still working out in the field and you cannot make that time work, everything's recorded. Yes. Put a time on your calendar that does work. It doesn't have the same as effect as being there live, but put a time on your calendar of this is when I sit and watch these recordings because mm-hmm. I take a lot of classes. I am also maybe addicted to learning. It's okay. That's a topic for another mm-hmm. time. But I ha- I try to make time blocks on my calendar of this mm-hmm. is my specific time that I sit down in because I can't make everything live that I want to watch and learn. And so I have time blocks of this is my mm-hmm. learning time. So that's when I sit down and I do that. But if you don't lock that time off and protect it, then it's going to get overtaken by all of these other million things that probably need to be on your not to do list. So well, it's amazing just for myself, when I write things down and put it in my calendar, 
things happen. Like it just subconsciously, you have it, to just, make it just it just happens. things happen. Well, because yeah. if you write it down, it's more likely to happen. Yeah. And if you write it down and are accountable to somebody, it's even more likely yeah. to happen. But anyway, yeah. we don't have to get into that. But the moral of this story is, <laughs> I want you all to realize that you're probably going to have to make a not to do list. And when you set your goals. Please put thought into how you're actually going to implement them and get them on your calendar. Do not just rely on that, like I said, that spontaneous feel-good feeling of, oh yeah, I'm doing it. Because you might be feeling it right now and you might be able to ride that high for a little bit, but it's not going to stay. That is not realistic and please don't rely on that. Because I, of course, want to wake up every morning and be like, I am going to work out so hard today and I'm going to kill this. No, most mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to work out today. But if I stick to my schedule and I just do it, then I feel much better when it's done. But there is definitely a hump <laughs> that mm-hmm. you have to get over to actually get it done. Yeah. And that's okay. You do not have to feel like... That's another... See, God, so many lessons. <laughs> another lesson that I've learned is you don't have to feel like doing something in order to do it. If you have committed to it, like if past Katie committed to it, like smart Katie was like, girl, you need to do this. You got to start. You're getting old. You're pushing 50. You have to start exercising on a daily basis. That is a smart, rational, smart Katie decision that smart Katie made. And so then whiny, crabby, tired Katie who gets up in the morning <laughs> has to just trust that smart Katie made a good decision to put that on her calendar for first thing in the morning. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that I don't want to do it when it comes time to do it. I put it on my calendar and I committed to it when I was in a, in a better frame of mind. Yeah. And so that kind of goes back to listening to the recordings. If you can't, you know, if you want to join Prophets Up Inner Circle, but you can't make the live times, then it's okay. Smart you is going to put a time on your calendar when you can sit down yeah. and listen to it. So, yeah. all right, homework, homework, homework. What are things to put on that not to-do list? Like anything that's kind of low productivity tasks that you do regularly, anything that you're going to stop doing, get your not to-do list going. It does take a little bit of time to actually sit down and, and think about these things. You're like, I can't do that. There's nothing. I need, I need to do you everything. You might have to sit and think about it. Yeah. Well, and because the next question is a little bit of a follow-up to that because- It doesn't mean that those things are going to just disappear. Maybe they can get removed completely, but you might have to delegate them or find somebody else to do them. So all of those things that you wrote down that are not on your to-do list any longer, if they're just going to be eliminated, (laughs) go ahead and and eliminate them. But if they need to be delegated, then you need to figure out to whom they will be delegated to. And once again, it just might take some thought and you might have to have some hard discussions Scott and I started a discussion the other day on I am a little burnt out of cooking every day all the time. I'm just over it. I don't know. We've been married for 21 years. I don't yeah. We've been married a long time and I've been doing all the cooking and I'm just tired of it and I don't want to do it anymore. So we started just a very nice discussion on could we perhaps split that. And Scott's like, man, I'm going right under the bus. He didn't know I was going to mention that. <laughs> but that's just an example of I know that I'm there's something that is it's wearing me down. It's burning me out. I don't want it. It's becoming. ugh. And so I'm going to have a discussion about delegating, not all of it, but half of it. And maybe there's something he's dealing with that he would like some support with that I can help him with to offload. Because then if he has to do that a couple times a week, then maybe he needs support with something else. And that's a discussion we'll have to have. But I guess that's a little bonus tip is you might have to be prepared to have some discussions with people on these things. And that's okay. It's all in how you do it. You don't have to throw them under the bus on a podcast and be like, (laughs) oh, yeah, BTW, we are definitely doing that. We are splitting the cooking up because I'm I'm going to lose it because I physically like can't even think of anything to cook anymore. I just don't want to I started cooking tonight. You did. And that's very nice of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So now that you've done that, you've cleaned up your list, you've got things you're not going to do, you've got things you're going to delegate. 
go ahead and make some lists of make those goals and then start thinking about those goals that you've got for 2024. And then my only, not my only, but a tip on that is make it as specific as possible. Instead of being like, you know, I really just want to make more money this year. Maybe set a more tangible goal of I want to increase my sales. And not only do I want to increase my sales, I want to sell $300,000 in landscape design build and 200K in lawn maintenance. Like put numbers on them, make them as specific as possible. Because that just makes it a little easier for your brain to chew on. Because if it's just, oh, I want to make more money, that's real vague. So if you sold $1 more of work, you've you've made more money. (laughs) So your brain's like, done, check, no, put a number on it. And it's okay to make it a stretch. I like to have stretch goals. I think it's okay to have goals that are a little bit stretching. And then you can make little benchmarks on the way to get there. Because it can be hard to go from, you know, if maybe if this is your first season, it could be hard to go from zero to 300K. But you can set little benchmarks um, to hit along the way to help you get there and to get over those little humps. So, and then the next bit of homework is just to, it's, it's to think about what do you need to do to actually make these things happen? Like Scott talked about with the vitamins, that was like environment design. I I had to design my environment to help support me in that goal. If making more sales is your goal, okay, do you need to hire a sales coach? Do you need to just get out there and hit the pavement more? Do you need to do more advertising? Like, what do you actually need to do to hit that goal? Do you need to put it in your calendar? That's the big thing is planning that stuff out. If you just sit and wait for the phone to ring, you're like, I am going to triple my sales this year. But then you just sit there on your tuchus and wait for the phone to ring then you're not taking any actions towards making your goal happen. You're just like hoping and praying. You're like, I hope this is the year that the good calls come in. Well, we had, we had a person that was in our program. They set a goal of whatever it was uh, of annual sales. So that whatever, a million dollars, whatever it was. And they're going through the season and we talked to them in like August. And I was like, you know, where are you at in sales? I, I don't really know. You know, I think we're doing, we're doing good. We're doing good. Well, because he was going off feelings. Yes. He wasn't actually tracking yes. it. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's, you know, let's pull up your profit and loss statement. See where you're at. He pulls it up. And I mind you, this is August. August. So season's getting close to being complete here. And they weren't even close. And like, it was very, very unlikely that they were going to hit that goal that year. And made me realize like, wow, they like, he set these goals but he wasn't monitoring it. And this is where having those goals written down in a um, some kind of numeric format or something that you can track well, this it. is why I talked about being real specific yes. on a number, not just I want to sell more, because he was going off of like just his guts. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I feel good, we're selling, yeah. we're working. Everybody feels good. You know yeah. how many landscapers we work with that they're working all the time. <laughs> so it probably feels like they're yeah. hitting their goals, but they're not because yeah. they're not tracking it. So, yeah. so having that number written down and allows you to track that along the way and monitor to see where you're going. Well, and then you can adjust because we're back to what do you need to do to make it happen? You can change your sales (laughs) along the way. You know if you need to change course if you are actually monitoring it and watching those. And then so the last thing is just how are you going to actually incorporate this stuff into your schedule? Like I said, that was one that really hit home with me is when you sit and look at your schedule, that's what you're committed to. It is. Whether you like it or not, that's what you're committed to. It is. So how are you going to put it in there? I've been seeing on TikTok this ad for this. It's called a big-ass calendar. I keep and, seeing that, too. Is that the thing me, right now? I, I don't know. It's good it, for people that are visual because yeah. I'm a very – Scott knows this. I'm I'm real visual. I can't really Part think of me wants to get it, it because I think it might be easier to like plan everything that we want to do, whether it's family vacations or – I can't believe time. you're even saying this. I'm a very tactile person and very visual. I want everything to be like on paper and I want to see it. But I don't know where we and put Scott's it. Scott's like, I want everything to just be in my phone. And I like, like it on my, I like an Asana, but yes, I do like that. That's hilarious. It might we be we some, can talk yes. about this later, but that's a good thing. It's yes. like, 
whatever kind of scheduling system works for you, whether mm-hmm. you use something electronic. I actually use a combination. I use multiple calendars, but I actually use a paper one as well because I have to write it down and see it. But <laughs> but that's okay. Whatever you have to do, how are you going to incorporate this all into your schedule? Because that's your life. Whatever what you do day in and day out, whether you like it or not, whether or not you think it's what you're committed to or what you want to be committed to, that's what you actually do every day. That's what you're committed to. Well, the biggest thing I want everybody to take away from this is, you know, we all have goals. And like, I remember seeing this with my dad, you know, we're going to do more sales. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the season starts going along. April comes, we're slammed with work and everything's out like out the window. Mm-hmm. It's What's that Mike Tyson uh, saying? You know, you have a plan until you get punched in the face. Everyone that's, has a plan until yes. they get punched in the face and or that's something a, like that. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. And it would, like, we just go right back in our old habits. Like, this is dumb. Well, like, you because have to- habits, your old habits, whether or not they're helping you or hurting you, they're comfortable. Yes. And it's like the devil you know. Yeah. Even if it's not the best thing you need to be doing, it's comfortable and it's easy because you don't have to think about it. And if this is something else we can talk about another <laughs> time is more people need to work on being outside of their comfort zone and purposely doing things that are uncomfortable. You hear about people taking like those ice plunges and all that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that is just increasing your tolerance to things that are uncomfortable and it makes you, makes it easier for you to get out of your comfort zone because yeah. you never leave your comfort zone until you leave your comfort zone. But, but yeah, my, <laughs> I guess my point is like you have to make changes and you know you can want to do whatever goal it is, but if you're not willing to make those changes and, and continue and it's that, it's, oh, and yeah. it's okay if you fail at it and fail at it again. But, but you it, have to make some kind of attempt. Keep, you have to make the execution. Keep yes, just yes. keep swimming. And if you can have somebody help hold you accountable for it, well, it makes it even easier. I was going to say, so. check out, go to milliondollarlandscaper.com. This is why we have our profits up inner circle is because not only do we give you a dedicated time to show up and get shit done, um, we have accountability partners in there yeah. as well. Because yeah. I have two sets of account, three, that's a lie. <laughs> I have three sets of accountability people that I talk to because I am somebody who like left my own accord I would sit on the couch and listen to audiobooks and pet my dog all day. That's all I would do. <laughs> if I don't have accountability and goals and structure, I won't do it. And so know yourself, right? Yep. So, <laughs> all right. I think that's all we've got. Like I said, check out milliondollarlandscaper.com. Our Profits Up Inner Circle is yeah the place to be if you need some accountability and yep. a little bit of structure to get yep. these goals done. We all need it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be truthful here. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. and Hope you have a great day. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey, and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. We honestly believe this is one of the keys to the success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple, and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.